Namaste all. As usual, uh, we will be doing the Muntaka today. I'll start with uh, the Shanti Mantras, Pancha Shanti Mantras, and then Srinivas will be doing the recap of what we have done till now. Thereafter, I will continue with the today's uh, topic, today's mantras, that is uh, the third Muntaka, first Pada, Sutras 6 to 10. And then, as usual, we will have the question and answer session, followed by uh, Shanti Mantra. And then we'll move to the new room where the general questions can be more or on the general nature. As usual, we'll be doing that. Oh. Oh. ಗಣಪದಿಗಂಭವಾಮಹೇ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನೀತಮಸ್ತುಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವೈ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಶಂನೋ ಮಿತ್ರಶಂವರುಣ ಶಂನೋಭವತ್ವಲ್ಯಮಾಂ ಇಂದ್ರೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿ ಶನ್ನೋ ವಿಷ್ಣುರುರುಕ್ರಮ ನಮೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ವಾತ್ಯಕ್ಷ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವದಿಷ್ಯಕ್ಷ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಸತ್ಯಂ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ತನ್ಮಾವತು ತದ್ವಕ್ತಾರಮವತು ಅವತು ಮಾಂ ಅವತು ವಕ್ತಾರಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓ ಭದ್ರಂ ಕರ್ಣೇ ಶೃಣುಯಾಮ ಭದ್ರಂ ಪಶ್ಯೇಮಾಕ್ಷಿರ್ಯಜತ್ರಿರೈರಂಗೈಸ್ತನೂಭಿ ವ್ಯಸೇಮದೇವಿತು ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ಇಂದ್ರೋ ವೃದ್ಧಶ್ರವಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನೂಷಾ ವಿಶ್ವೇದ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನಸ್ತಾಕ್ಷೋ ಅರಿಷ್ಟನೇಮಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿರ್ದೂ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಾವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿಶ್ರೀನಿವಾಸ್ ಟು ದಲೋ ಎವ್ರಿ ಒನ್ ಸೊ ಟಿಲ್ ನೌ ಇನ್ ದಂಡಕೋಪನಿಷದ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ಡ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಮುಂಡಕ ಬೇಸಿಕಲಿ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಹೌ ದ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿದ್ಯಾ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಪರಂಪರ ಇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಂಡೆಡ್ ಔಟ್ ಡೌನ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಜನರೇಷನ್ಸ್ and it classified the whole vidyas as para and apara 
so it has listed all the paravidyas and then described what the paravidya is so that that in the introduction in a in a <clears throat> overall method and in detail it goes in, in the uh, later mundakas it goes and clearly describes how the world is created and then also as part of the uh, creation process and then it also explains the nature of the brahman uh, the nature of the absolute reality the gyana swarupa and and it also covers uh, how to how one needs to pursue or what how one needs to uh, um, learn this brahmavidya so there is that uh, important shloka which we all mean, uh, understood the pariksha loka and karma chitan where <clears throat> after after completely putting his efforts in the world and uh, uh, trying everything when he gets the tirveda then uh, he understands that uh, at the at that point that vairagya will he he will find a guru and that guru who is a shrotriya and brahmanista he will do the bodha to the shishya who is already purified to a good extent because of, of his karma kanda he has done in his in the in his life and uh, he is ready to get the knowledge and then it goes on and uh, uh, explains the nature of brahman so uh, just before uh, the wednesday session uh, two mantras natatra suryo bhati na chandra tarakam naima vidyuto bhati kutoyam agni so it is telling the self effulgent nature of brahman so how every that is the swayambhu or the self self uh, uh, light self light and which is actually powering all the things it it also says that it is the one which is powering the surya chandra agni and lightning uh, the vidyulatas and all and also in the next subsequent mantra it says that brahmai vedam amritam purastat brahma pasyat brahma dakshinatashyottariya so it is saying that you including you and everything around you front back up down it is all brahma so that is the nature of that brahman and that is the experience of the uh, uh, jivan muktas so that ended the previous mandaka now in the wednesday the mandaka we started it started with the story of dwasuparna sayuja sakhaya two birds <coughs> uh, who are sitting on a tree and one is busy eating the fruits and enjoying the fruits of the tree and one is just sitting and seeing so uh, arbindo ji nicely uh, explained the illustration with uh, comparing the uh, first bird which is busy in doing and experiencing the world uh, all the time it, it it is busy in only doing and experiencing whereas the jivan mukta state which is actually a sakshi bhava kind of state where there is no doing or no experiencing so that is a beautiful uh, two words example that we discussed and it goes on and says that um, this doing and experiencing this continuous cycle of doing and experiencing is the cause of all suffering without any uh, inquiry or understanding about what is the creator what is who am i or uh, without any such questions or uh, understanding when when the person is busy in the cycle of doing and experiencing stuff uh, he he is is gloomy his life is very uh, uh, suffering full and all those things so once he understands his true nature which is which is the self effulgent effulgent brahman itself and uh, 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 through the enquiry and 
then all his punyas and papas are immediately washed away because now he is identifying himself with the brahman so then uh, th- there is no more doership or exp- kartrutva bhokrutva will not be there he is always in the brahmanista and that is the way so then for him the world will be like atmakrida atmarati so as if uh, so that that shloka explains how an experience of a jivan mukta will be there like um, it is as if uh, he sees himself or the god in everything so he sees god in himself he sees god in everything around him and in that way atma brahma aikya happens so he will see the world as atma swarupa so whatever the transaction he is doing is a atma krida it's as if it's a game or it's a drama and and also it's a atmarati and he is having a very blissful kind of experience so that will be the state of a jivan mukta which the second bird in that example so that example once we can relate to all the shlokas that were covered on wednesday so then finally it says how to how to how one should get to try to get to that state so it's basically the uh, the purity of your thought the ekagrata the shravana manana nididhyasana technique so it also tells how a sadhaka or a person who is actually having suffering in the world and he wants to he is mumuksha so he has that jignyasa and mumuksha what is the process he should follow starting by having uh, doing the right things and uh, like uh, satyam vada and all those things and then uh, eventually it also states that shravana manana nididhyasana is the way to uh, actually attain uh, by repeated shravana manana nididhyasana in that nididhyasana state one can identify himself with the pure consciousness and then his doership and experience experienceship will dissolve and he looks at everything has his atma swarupa so that's where we ended last conversation now i would request arvindo ji to take us ahead thank you everyone thank you shrinivas for the summary well covered the whole point of what has been covered till now in the previous muntakas and the last class also so we will start with today's class the remaining pada of the first pada of the third muntaka om namo brahma divyo brahma vidya sampradaya kartrubhyo vamsha rishibhyo mahadbhyo namo gurubhyo shankaram shankaracharyam keshavam badarayanam ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೌಂದೇಪಗವಂತೌಪುನಃಪುನಃಶ್ವರೋ ಸಮ್ಯಕ್ ಜ್ಞಾನ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಚರ್ಯಣ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಅಂಧಶರೀರೆ ಜ್ಯೋತಿರ್ಮಯೋ ಹಿ ಶುಭ್ರೋ ಎಂ ಪಶ್ಯಂತಿ ಯತಯ ಕ್ಷೀಣದೋಷ ಸೊ ಹಿಯರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೈನ್ಡ್ ದ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಆಂಡ್ ದ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾನ್ ಡಿಫರೆನ್ಸ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ದ ಆತ್ಮ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೌ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಫೆಲ್ತ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ಆಫ್ ಎ jeevan mukta how he realizes or what is his experience which was explained in the previous mantras the example of the two birds of you know which is given in this mantra beginning which is very 
clear from the Parapara, Purvapara Chintam, if it is the Paravidya has given the freedom for the Jeevan Mukta because of which he understand Abhishakashiti becomes like that. That is, he is not engaged in the essential enjoyment of the world. And Abhishakashiti, he just observes or being a witness of to the world. And to show that how the others are there, those who are in the karma, karma kanda and the normal human beings in engaged in the sensual enjoyment is the other bird which is Swadhuvatti, Pippalam Swadhuvatti. One is then enjoying the karma and karma phalas. In that process, where he, the mantra came to the, this last mantra, that is Satyena Lebhyaha. That state which the Jivan Mukta has attained is available, is possible to be reached, is attainable, Lebhyaha. That is, uh, that Labdhatu uh, from means attain. Labhyaha means possible to attain. Why, with what? Satyena. Tapasa. Brahmacharyena. So there are three things which have been included. And Samyak Jnanena. Satyena, Tapasa, Samyak Jnanena, Brahmacharyena, Labhyaha, He, Esha, Atma. So this Atma is attainable by adhering to truthfulness. Tapasa is by concentration and austerities. Samyak Jnanena, the clear understanding what is the nature of reality. And Brahmacharyena here doesn't mean the celibacy part of it. Here is the Brahmani Charada. He is always thinking about that aspect of Brahman with which the realities are being appearing as the names and forms. So, when looking at the Brahma, Brahman, which is in multitude, is in the name and form, in them, Samyaknyanena, by the clear understanding, and Tapasa, with the concentration of the mind, you reach to the state of, you know, satyam. Satyam means yadnevyavijarati, that which is, des- that which does not get destabilized or dethroned or removed or doesn't have a, a, you know, change. It is always the truth. That is why it is called satyam. The satyam is just not only the satyam which we are using in the transactional world, which is a quality of, uh, you know, the behavior of a person, he talks truth, he always talks truth. So that type of satyam also we are using it. But here the satyam is that reality, the unchanging reality which is seen in the real objects is what is mentioned. And where does one see it? Andasharire, within one's own body. In what form? It is formed as nityam jodhirmaya. It is a permanent light of knowledge within that that is what is called the soprakasha rupam of atma that is always ahamasmi sadabhami i am there is a permanent knowledge never that knowledge is waxing or waning or changing or anything so nityam yodirmayaha andar sharire lebhyaha and that is Shubraha, it is pure in nature because in that I am, that nature of I am, there is no contamination happening. All the contamination is on the, associated with the mind and the body. Sukha, Dukkha, whether fat, lean, white, black, uh, you know, short, high, young, old, all these attributes are for the mind and the body. 
but for this awareness which i am is never contaminated with with any adjectives or any qualities therefore shubraha yataha those who are practicing who is doing the yatna or the work towards the those seeking for that shrina doshaha now here the dosha means the three type of impediments which can prohibit you from knowing the reality is atnyana samshaya viparya atnyana is not knowing who you are is one the basic thing samshaya even if the shruti and the guru says that that is your swarupa that awareness with which you say i am is your nature not the mind na gada drishta gada bhinnaha the one who sees an object is different from the object that way you are able to objectify everything of your your association from your association whether it is the mind the intellect or the body whatever it is you are able to identify it as something different from you so therefore that is different so therefore what happens is that you, even the shruti and the guru says that you are that awareness you have a samshaya you doubt that whether what he sees this he is talking about i am knowing that i am the body my awareness my my association is with my body so there is a samshaya and then when the when the shastra uses mystic or cryptic ways of explaining there is a chance for everyone to misunderstand that it is talking about some paramatma somebody sitting in the as the other scriptures are mentioning some white haired old man sitting in the in the heavens above and doing all the karma all the you know this instruction for the world to be created and uh, you know the happiness and sorrow is his his gift for whatever i am doing that type of a viparyaya can happen so that is these are the three type of doshas which are there or we call it as kashaya so these three dosha when it become shrina means destroyed when they are devoid of of all those three type of doshas then andha sharire pashyanti he one can see it in yataha those who are attempting to know this they can find it in their own very bosom it is because all the gold ornaments are made of the same gold can have the gold in it same way we are each one of us are part of the whole creation in this world so what is created by the what is being created in the world that substance should be very much available as the substance or the substratum in me also just as it is there in everything so there is something which is common in all the creation the names and forms can change the reality which is with which is the uh, the like uh, the string of uh, the thread which is holding the sutre manigana eva like the 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 garland holding the different flowers the thread which is the commonality which is holding to make it a garland same way we all have an experience of being alive and existing that existing awareness is the one which is seen as a continuity like the thread of a garland it is through and through every creation in the world you call it as space the the grossest or the wide most you know the largest which we can think in our mind to the even to the atom or the minuscule thing which we can think everything has that existence and awareness awareness and existence are not two things one is 
when we when we know something is existing it is because of the awareness it is exhibiting that it is aware we are knowing the existence of things so the awareness and the existence are not two separate thing it is existence and awareness are the same thing so those who strive for that yataha those who are striving for that they can see that 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 reality is there in every atom which includes my own body also which is also part of the whole creation so those people who try for that can see it within themselves now comes the very famous mantra which is quoted many places satyameva jayate nanrutam satyena banda vidito devayanaha yena akramyantya rishayahi aptakama yatra tat samtyam syasa paramam nidanam now satyameva jayate satyam alone is jayate triumphs na anurutam not the untrue now if we look very critically this statement what does it say truth triumphs falsehood can never triumph is the word to word meaning but rishis do not waste their words when they talk something because they are conveying the highest truth for the benefit of those listeners who want to know that so the words have got two different aspects covered even though in a prima facie you will see that they are opposing words satyam and anirudham are two opposing words truth and falsehood but that is not that case satyam is representing sat or existence satya jnanam anandam brahma is the word used in the taittiriya upanishad that is the lakshana of brahman so here satyam eva jayate means this reality which i have been talking yataya and the sharire pasyanti what the we have been seen in us and everywhere that only is triumphs na anurutam anurutam the word na means no anurutam means even though it is untrue or falsehood it is not opposite of satyam apparently you can take that truth and falsehood are opposite to each other but the word anurutam is the word anurutam an an anurutam rutam means here rutam means is that what which is straight or what which is you know which do not deviate whereas anurutam the word meaning has got delusion or which is not in its own state all the time so you cannot say it is falsehood falsehood is something which is not real but a delusion or a momentary appearances or the dependent reality of an object that varies according to time space and uh, you know conditions under which it is being observed this variation of object which is not like satyam which is always the same yadna vyapacharati that which doesn't change is not the case with the anurutam which is is changing according to different conditions time space or the observer it changes so what when they say that satyameva jayate na anurutam 
if you have to understand that it is talking about that aspect of creation or that aspect of our experience there is some experience in us which has not changed the unchanging one which is called the satyam <clears throat> and there is an experience which is delusional or momentary in nature and that is not the one which is going to win in the sense in when you compare that which is going to last or which is going to be the winner of the whole process or which is going to remain with a permanent is satyam therefore satyena panda vidito devayana so what happens this path panda means the path this path which is towards the devayana now devayana is the is is basically basically yana means transportation or tra- or with the the tool or the instrument with which you know you can move or you can travel deva here means dyotana deva here it is the one with with which we things are you know brightened up enlightened or with which we know so here the devayana even though the men the literal the textual meaning is a bright path or bright way this is not indicating that this is what it is showing is that which is being observed through our sense organs dyotana deva so what is we call it akshakshu deva agni agni deva vayu deva they are all given different names for the different sense organs it is the light surya deva which is giving that that power of the light is what makes the i see things which we have seen that from the from our own experience so the path with which the sense organs observe the world outside that path pantha devayana pantha that is satyena by that truth which is not changing and because if you look our own experiences an experience without our mind colluding with the, our own likes and dislikes or the way in which it is being presented if you look at an object in the world outside there is a pristine truth which is being exhibited by the object outside there is no change there is something in every object even though the name and form is that changing one there is something changeless even in the world of objects outside which is through the devayana through the sense organs which we are observing it that path through which you can identify the changeless in the world of objects that is what is being here told us panta vidito devayana and yena akramanti with which you can reach that truth which is there in you and the which is there in the truth in every objects which are even changing they are anrutam they are changing in the as in the form of name and form they are changing but in the change and changes of name and form has a changeless substratum with which is satyam 
So the reality of the shared experience of the world outside is depending upon the changeless reality, which is the Satyam, which is the truth. The name and form will change because that is there the nature of delusion. So delusion doesn't mean it is unreal or not existing. It is the thing is that in a, a, a person cannot be the same at all the time. We call him a liar or an untruthful person. Same is the case with the objects. When they change according to the time, space and the observer, the, what is changing is the qualities or adjectives of the object. But the object has got something unchangeable in it, which is the substratum with which the object is made, which is the same thing with which we are all made. So this can be identified and found out only through the Satyana Pandha Vitato Devayana. So Rishis, the Rishis who have understood this, what happened to them? They have become Apta Kama. Because Kama can come only when you have a shortfall feeling within ourselves. There is something which is not in me, which I feel that by acquiring that or possessing that or owning that, I become fuller or I become better in my status or I become, you know, happier. All those things are all delusion, anirdham, because they are not going to be permanent in nature. They will be always changing. Today you may like to have a object, but that object will lose its interest and you will not know that that desire which you have, with which you have got the object, may lie in, in your house or in your corner of your office or wherever that is there, unnoticed even though you might have worked your hard, you know, to get very hard to get that object or possess that object. Any project, it can be a material object or a physical object or even a mental situation. This is coming from the feeling of incompleteness within ourselves. We do not know what is our true nature. We assume that that acquiring that I'll become fuller. That attraction towards the object outside is happening due to a delusion, which is called anirtam. But the rishis who have Srinadoshaha who have completely removed the three three errors in knowing, they do not see the reality other than their own nature in everything. So therefore, therefore them there is no more desire. They are full in themselves. Therefore, they become Atma Krida Atma Rati, which is the earlier mantras we have said that. So because of that, what happens is that that Brahman or that truthfulness, Satyasya Param Nidanam, that a state of truth, which is the absolute goal with which the Rishis or the one who has achieved, is represented by the bird which is Anastan Aviyagasiti. He has no desire because he is Aptakama. He is completely seeing. Whereas the other one is Pipalamatswadati is always engaged in the world outside because it feels that it is not full. Where this is where the difference between the two comes. So here, Satyameva Jayate Nanurtam has to be understood from that point of view because 
when you take the rest of the words of the same mantra there are inner depth of meaning which we have to understand even though prima facie at the at the, at the top superior the superficial level truth alone will you know succeed not untruthfulness that is fine that is as far as but if you look at the bhashya or shankara bhashya which they have given he has explained this as saying that truthful tatyameva jayate satyam is a quality of a of person so the person who adheres to satyam in satyam vada dharmam chara all those or you know the dictums are there in the veda the one who does follow that he is a satyavadi or he is the one who follows the satyam so such people wins the wins the path for, for understanding this knowledge so that also is a way of explaining in the traditional bhashya and the mantras but there are much more deeper meaning to that which we can see if you go into the you know the analysis of the mantra in the full full fledge then comes the next mantra which says that brihascha tat divyam achintya roopam sushma cha tat sukshmataram vibhati durat sudure tadihantike cha pasyastu ihayeva nihidam guhaya now what does it say brihascha griha means here large brihak and also become infinite because there is nothing bigger than that now here is being given that what is that truth when you really comprehend it or when you really become one with it how does that aptakama have a feeling why does that person who has seen that there is no more desire of world outside how does it happen or how does it uh, how does he feel about it is explained in this mantra divyam means effulgent all the objects world outside including the world inside inner world and outside world is in the light of knowledge therefore it is self effulgent nothing need to tell hey look i am here no every object within the sense organs purview if it comes it doesn't have to ring a bell or tell that i have come naturally it becomes known to us therefore they are all self evident including the sukha dukha which happens in our mind the sukha dukha doesn't have to tell i am going to be sukha now i'll be you can watch me no it doesn't it comes and the moment it comes it is self evident what is brihascha and this link between the two every object in up to the infinity where you can think everyone has this quality of self evident or it announcing its own that thing it doesn't have to be that it has to be told separately you may not know the name and form of it but at least you the word this or idam will come by default because that is the way in which the self effulgence appears in the world outside and it is achintya roopam that truth which is appears as multiplicity in name and form 
but which is common in all that the thread in that garland or the thread in the existences of everything that form of satyam in which is thread through all existence is achintya rupam means unimaginable is the form of that satyam sukshmacha why it is achintyam because mind can grasp even things which are subtler than which is physically outside but it is subtler than the mind can even think about it therefore sukshmacha and sukshmataram both you know what you think is subtle it is subtler than that because the subtlest thing which we can think is imagination where it isn't other physicality at all but again experience can happen but that also is within the realm of experience and this is beyond the realm of experience therefore it is sukshmataram unless it is sukshmataram we cannot say it is beyond the experience because even the subtlest of the mental imaginations or the dream or the hallucination or any type of things which is not physically measurable tangible etc is still within the realm of experience but the moment you say sukshmataram subtler than the subtlest it is saying that it is beyond experience you cannot experience at the same time that means is it something which is not there no vibhadi it shines itself it doesn't have to announce it it is there in everything but yet you it is not experienceable durat sudure tat ihantikecha you can say it is farthest because it is seen everywhere therefore it is the farthest tat antikecha that is in, in the nearest or the innermost because that is there in every object so for every object that is the innermost experience or innermost yet not experienceable but at, at the same time it is there as existence what so durat sadure tadihantikecha pasyatsu iha eva nihidam guhaya so the normal meaning of nihidam guhaya is located in the heart that antikecha the innermost thing feeling is but here guha that the typical meaning of the word guha is like a cave what is inside a cave we do not know so located in a cave means you cannot see from the with the external light at the same time you know the cave is there inside the cave it is even though we may say empty the cave has space in it which is subtler than the subtlest we cannot know what is space so it is not that way it is there in every object or everything what we can call it as it is invisible in every atom at the same time it is the common for everything so it is spread all through the world there is no limit to it durat sudure the the imagination can take you to any limit it is further than that 
this is why so you those who are so this is visible visible in the sense you can know that it is the but it is not experienceable or measurable within the with our you know our own limitations na chakshusha grihyate na pivacha na anyar devais tapasa karmanava jnana prasadena विशुद्ध सत्वास्तु तम पश्यन्ते निष्कलम ध्यायम आत्मा ध्यायमाना व्हाट डज इट से न चक्षुषा गृह्यते द आईज कैन नॉट कैच इट नापि वाचा नॉर कैन बी एक्सप्लेन इट बाय वर्ड्स न अन्यै देवा नॉर बाय द अदर देवास और अदर सेंस ऑर्गन्स but nam not by tapasa it is not that tapas will be able to grasp it as an object like because most of the tapas have got you know in the karma kanda where they say that swarga kamo yajeda putra kamo yajeda all sorts of things are for material benefits so tapasa karmanava nor any action can result it because yat krutakam tad nasyam what is a matter which can be created is in the time and space objectively so it is neither the time within the time it is beyond before the time and it is before the space so the space and time is a karyam from it not that space and time within the space and time you can create it so na karmana na tapasa na deve na vacha na chakshusha you can take anything which you think which will be possible for to define that no jnana prasadena vishuddha sattva by the grace of knowledge the tranquility of knowledge when the knowledge is not in a pursuit if you pursue a knowledge you this will you know elope or this will be invisible for you it is just like searching the darkness with a torchlight or a lamp or a candlelight the more wherever you go with the light the darkness vanishes same way if you think that with the knowledge you can grasp it sorry man so we don't get it natnyana prasadena vishuddha sattva even with the purity of the mind we will not be able to grasp this as an object tadastu then tam pasyate even then nishkalam without parts those who are in a state of contemplation were there not trying to achieve that it is that to clearly define define that it is permanently available it is not a product of your action not a product of your tapas not a product of your meditation but when the nishkalam dhyayamana when that you know without without any aspect of chasing to know that that is the time when you become aware of it here pasyante means sees even though it is see the word is pasyam into see here it doesn't mean that you can see it as an object you will become aware of your own nature
even this very moment all of us know we are the each one of us know we are that but we don't know what who or what is that and who we are because we have been used to chasing knowledge by way of our indriyas so here that mantra from katopanishad plays the role paranchikamani vyatranat swayambhu tasmat parangashyadinandaratman kaschitiraha pratyagatmanam ichchat avrutta chakshu amrutattvam ichchat so he started looking inward pratyagatmanam ichchat and he saw the atma how avrutta chakshu by change changing the way in which he sees things instead of seeing as objectified he said avrutam he started seeing the totality of the object that totality is the totality of everything and that there is no limit for it therefore it is limitless it is infinite in nature esha anu atma chetasa vetitavyo yasmin prana panjadasam vishyah pranai chittam sarvamodam pratyanam yasmin vishuddhe vivadi esha atma now the ninth mantra says that esha this one which is which has been told as you know dura sudure nantika antikecha but all those thing na tapasa na karmana but that one anu means it is the subtlest called the atman chetasa veditavya in the intellect it shines by itself when it shines by itself in the intellect that shining is an experience or knowledge without action to find it out so don't chase for it the chasing becomes an activity and when you are chasing the chaser and the chased object are two separate things and you will never be able to catch it try to catch your own shadow not that way here it is shining within the intellect chetasa veditavya now what is that yasmin prana panjada sambishah in this body where prana is operating in the five forms like prana apana samana udana vyana and chittam the intellect sarvam odam prajana in as in the form of awareness is spread throughout the body that awareness in this body where the intellect is able to experience every part of the body even though you cannot pinpoint to say where is that awareness yasmin vishuddhe esha atma vibhati in that purity of experience without objectification this atma is what is shining in this body it is not only in this body this here the panja prana doesn't mean that means is not restricted to our body our body just as our body every body is made of panjada panja prana so third 
one who is trying to contemplate on that and he sees in his clear mind it shines by itself even this very moment it is the one which is shining the awareness with which we say we are and that is not located even though it may say guhayam nihitam it is located in the in the hidden part of the awareness because it is not an object to be seen therefore it is appear to be hidden but vishuddha chitte you will see that this atma yesha atma vibhagi this atma is shining itself it is the shining of the atma or shining of the awareness or shining of the consciousness what keeps us say that i am our existence of i amness is the reflection of that this is what the experience of that bird which is sitting as anasnan abhishagashiti because he has found out this in his body in him he is that aptakama atmarati aptatrida he is the one who has gone and studied the he understood what is the paravidya and aparavidya he discarded the aparavidya concentrated on the paravidya in the paravidya as the guru has said in the beginning of the esmidu magavo vitnyade sarvam idam vitnyadam bhavadi he understood that everything is what he is it is his own nature so he becomes full he is there is no shortage or feeling of sense of incompleteness in him so therefore he is the swarat he is the king of everything he in him everything is there to explain that the 10th mantra is being very clearly said that yam yam lokam manasa samvibhati vishuddha sattvah kamayate yamscha kaman tam tam lokam jayate tamscha kaman tat tasman atmajam hi arthayet bhuti kama so here is a instruction as if from the guru this yam yam means whichever lokam means world manasa samvibhati that knowledge of experience which is shining in the mind whatever may be the world lokam world means here lokate you can also say any every sense object or any any experience whether internal or external in the vishuddha sattva in the pure intellect whatever he desires kamaya makaman yamsha kaman all those who kaman tam tam those lokas jayate tamsha by them to who bhuti kama yat kamayate that one the bhuti kama means those who are looking for the created things in the name and form he will also get the same thing which he wants provided atmajam hi archayet he approaches and serves the brahmatnyani or the jeevan mukta who has everything samahitam everything is within himself how does he give that bodhi kama the kaman we have that normal thing we go to temple we put some uh, devotional things 
we go to a guru we give him fruits and garland and what all the time what we are doing is either i should get a car i should get a job i should get a child i should have no problem i should just get out of my sickness these are the things which we will be normally desiring when all these things are anurutam because of the delusion so a jeevan mukta how does he give what is desired is to make you free from your delusion saying that what you are really looking for is not what you are what you should be needing it you are needing it what is needed is the solution with which you are thinking that you are separate and in, incomplete therefore you need to get a car you need to get a house you need to get so much of money you get a new job a new wife etc uh, etc et all those things which we say those are a part of anurutam and when satyam eva jayate when you know that this is the only truth with which you become everything therefore once you become everything you don't need anything more than other than the, your own nature so you become a atma tripta apta kamaha the one who has a complete that his all his desires by just knowing the reality he has no more desires therefore the bhuti bhuti kamaha the one who looks for the the world of creations or the stuff worlds outside they should go atmajam hi archaye they should approach to this person who is realize the whole thing and from him you will know how this thing can be achieved indirectly saying that okay you are you are looking for all these things go and listen to him you will know whether you really need them or not no the rishi also is doesn't want to make the people feel that you know you should not look for uh, uh, material wealth and everything but the reality of the material wealth will be known when you approach a jeevan mukta or a atmajnani atmajam one atmajam one who is knowing himself atma vit atmaiva bhavati brahma vit brahmaiva bhavati so when you go to that person he will open up our delusion and say what you are looking for is already full and within you you think that separatedness therefore you are you want to complete that separatedness with things which is looking outside as created really speaking those are all part of the delusion of separation therefore people who are looking for this thing should go and serve this person who is atmaja brahma vit atmakama atmajnani this is how the first mahapada of the third mundaka is concluded i stop here we will we have two more uh, classes next week wednesday and uh, friday with which will be completing mundaka upanishad and uh, with this the the tridiya mundaka prathama khanda is over we'll stop it here om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya पूर्णमेवशिष्यते ओ शाति 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 हरि ओ श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ धन्यवाद थैंक यू ऑल थैंक यू अरविंद जी so very nice i could see that this part of the upanishad is uh, <clears throat> is holding on to the classic upanishadic themes 
of uh, i i could uh, i could get the kata upanishad and the kena upanishad when you were describing this shlokas and also the first shloka the importance the the word sat the <coughs> in the lakshyardha the uh, the eternity so how the sat means the eternity the pure existence is uh, for the beginners who are trying to learn vedanta philosophy they have to understand that this word sat in philosophy generally used in, when they say sat chit or satyam gyanam anantam brahma so that <clears throat> that refers to the eternity and that is that which 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 cannot uh, it that which always triumphs and also in the further shlokas just i wanted to say for people who have been following katha and kena sessions also that anoraniyan mahato mahiyan atmastha jantor nihito guhayam so that's the same theme in which the mundaka shloka is going so if you are really interested while you are listening to this shloka again or in the replay you can go back to katha and listen to what arbindu ji was saying then so this is a recurring theme that happens in upanishad and also that you can't know it by your eyes you can't know it by your sense organs you naisha tarkena madira panena is the katha upanishad shloka and also ఉపనిషద్ <coughs> ajivan mukta so how do i do this so these are recurring themes so i would uh, encourage everybody to go back and see those particular shlokas so you you will get a very full picture and also <clears throat> now for which which cannot be caught through the buddhi and the senses how to catch it is very nicely explained in the final shlokas that that can be only done by the person the guru who is in brahmanishta he has he has already had that darshana and only such gurus but not by reading and uh, practicing yourself it is uh, it is not uh, uh, advised the best way is to catch hold of that guru who is in brahmanishta and he will tell you what is the decoding or the decryption of this uh, upanishad so that's the very uh, nicely this upanishad control so very nice that these are completely reflecting very important themes that are covered both in katha and kena so and it will be coming i think ishavasya also starts off or the fourth or fifth shloka is the same thing it tells you that it is a subtler of subtlest of the subtlest and the largest of the largest so one has to really contemplate on these critical areas of the vedanta philosophy so thanks thanks everybody. Thank you Shunabas. Um so hand raising is open to everyone. Uh, anyone who'd like to come up and ask a question of Bindo or even Shunabas would be more than welcome. Nitya, you're always welcome. Um so please come up. Uh any question pertaining to this Upanishad or our previous sessions would be uh would be most welcome. Um or Bindo, uh what um what should we be focused on uh with this um this pada and my question uh relates to you know the first um the sixth verse relating to truth this is the the national slogan of india um it's obviously highly significant uh i can personally relate to it but in this in this endeavor to know the ultimate truth uh it might seem like a simple question but talk about why you know being established in the truth is a prerequisite 
uh, to know uh, that Brahman. When you say prerequisite, what do you have in your mind? I I see that I see that this um, this third section is and my my translation you know with yogi um uh, swami rama uh is is he is mentioning yoga he's mentioning the the steps that are necessary the prerequisites the the purifications that are required the tapas that are required so prerequisite is 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 something that must exist prior to this knowledge or this realization being available to that uh, sadhak. See, the Upanishad itself is very categorical in saying that na tapasa na karmana, neither by the tapas nor any activity like yoga, pranayama, meditation. The knowing aspect or the shining of that that knowledge in a clear mind is not a product of action. It is the nature of the truth itself. Like when it is saying that now tapasa na karmana is to ward off the thinking that doubts which will happen that the prerequisites what you said are the generators of the result. No. The prerequisites are like going to a supermarket and buying the ingredients for cooking. And when you are listening to a teacher, the cook is like the cooked product getting ready. But the hunger will go when you eat the product. Same way, even the teacher is giving you ready-made Upanishadic meaning and explanation. If your mind is not clear, then it is that you need to get your mind clarified from all the previous unlearning or learnings which you have done. You need to unlearn that. That is like the supermarket job. Once you clarified and cleared your mind to receive the knowledge, that means you are hungry and sitting in front of the table to eat. And when the guru gives you the knowledge in a platter without ambiguity, that time your mind is not confused at all. Your clear mind, your mind is pure because you have done what is required for it. Even then, that is not the, the you know, the, the, the killing of the hunger. The killing of the hunger happens of its own when the food goes inside. Same way, when this knowledge from the Upanishad is assimilated and becomes knowledge and your being, the knowledge not as an information which is stored as words to be repeated like a parrot. No. Always the word, every language has got the words, have got a meaning which is literal meaning and there is an intended meaning or an insightful meaning to the words. Where it becomes an experience or a anubhuti or we call it as in in Sanskrit, we don't know, I don't know what is the equivalent word I can use it in English. But that being the experience 
not in as an experiencing as an object, but an experience of being, is what is the Upanishad telling Natapasa na Karmana. So the prerequisites are much way, way ahead. So depends upon where do you think each one of us are standing. We will have to decide where, what is the, where, where should I begin? And if you think that you are, need to start with the yoga and meditation, do that. And then when you, when you know that yoga and meditation is not getting you where you are, then, then you will move naturally forward further to know further about what is beyond that. Is what Krishna said in the Bhagavad Gita. That is the ultimate state where which having realized that there is no going behind, no going back, or there is no nowhere to go beyond that or no goer to go back. That is what is called the Dhamma. Dhamma means abode. Once you reach your abode, you don't you don't have an intention to your destination. Once you reach, there is no further going, no returning, no returning also, because that is the way in which the abode is defined as. Same way, by reaching the purpose of life for which we have taken the birth, once we reach the dharma or when we reach the destination by knowing, there is nowhere further to go, nowhere to return. Because you become everywhere. Sarvagada. You are there everywhere. So where do we go? You are in everything. So what do you want more? You are everything. So therefore you don't have to own anything more than that. This experience is what is the Upanishad teaching us. It is not an aspirational state as Bharata was telling yesterday. It is the experience of each of us right this moment. But we are covered with our samsya, viparyaya and atnyana. We need to remove that only. Then it will shine in our own intellect. It, will, it is not an experience like an object. It is an experience of being. Thank you, Bindu. Nityaji, welcome pronounced. I have nothing to say except that um, just a remark that uh, uh, I think all the Upanishads like Srinivasji was saying uh, whether it is the Kena or the Katha or even this Upanishad uh, in the first canto itself and it's like almost a gloss on the mantra which says Yatadagrahyam Agotram Avarnam Achakshushrotram Tadapanipadam Nityam Vibhum Sarvagatam it is categorically declared, like all the Upanishads, that all our faculties have to be uh, have to be shut down because, or like they say, one has to get out of our, one's own way, and therefore it takes us beyond all mental and intellectual categories, and uh, uh, so that it is like an invitation to us. To manifest a different faculty, an inner, an inner faculty, a possibility, which is given to all of us. And that mantra, it talks about the Chitsarupa Brahman, and the I don't know which where you know the Chetasa, the the Chetasa part. And because it's very obvious 
through the Upanishad, the statements of his Upanishadic Rishis, that it is a dimension of knowing which is nothing to do with the phenomenal world. And therefore, they're using all the known faculties, neither through eyes, because like Krishna says, it is all here consciousness is measured out through our sense organs. And what we are seeking is, is the very substratum of all. And that because the fi- it is measured out through our limited sense, sense organs, um, uh, this, uh, we cannot apply anything that we know, including the intellect, um, to, in this dim- dimension of knowing which is being. Thank you. Nityaji, would you mind just sharing, when we start with number six on truth, can you talk about truth? As it relates oh, that's, to... oh, uh, yeah, that's another very important and beautiful, um, uh, you know, um, sum up which Bindu, Arvindo ji gave us. It, Satyameva uh, Jayate, it's definitely taking us beyond uh, our moral um, structures. Because uh, this, like, when, not only in the Gita or in the Upanishads, when it says beyond Punya and Papa, the moral um, the moral aspect of it does not apply. This is the Upanishads are an invitation for people who have got bored with the world, let's say Parikshi Lokan kind, bored with the world and what it can offer. So it is not at all Satyam, like Vindo uh, said, it's not at all in a moral sense. Satyam is Satya, the Satvastu there. And uh, Anrutam, as he so beautifully put it, is the changing reality the dependent reality, the momentariness, which is actually the conch call of all the Indian oriental philosophies, all in different ways, whether Buddhism or or Sikhism, wherever. It is this world is transitory. And I think it is high time we realize as a human species that we are a transitory race. We are not here for our own pleasure. We are here to manifest the infinite or manifest the inner possibilities um, like, uh, what is his name? Huxley, Julian Huxley, so rightly said, a new science has to develop, a science of inner possibilities. But the, the Orient had discovered it always. And, uh, you know, so this Satyameva Jayata is exactly what um, Binduji said, the unchanging substratum from which this changing world, uh, the changing world is a dependent reality. To see that, only when we see that, go beyond. I love the way he took us out of this moral case of thou shalt do this, thou shalt not do that kind of thing. In fact, when you say Vishuddha Sattva itself, like the Upanishads use this term, it is taking us beyond the play of the modes of nature. The, the Gunatita state, we have, when we say, the Upanishad says Vishuddha Sattva, I think the, the Gunas are given to there is such a thing as evolution of man in society. And we are given circumstances and experiences to move from tamas to rajas to sattva. But when we come, become an aspirant of the open, uh, seeker in the Upanishadic uh, context, we have to go beyond that sattva state. It's not at all moral. It's not at all a structured practice or anything. It's an ease of being. That's all I have to say, Patrick. Thank you. Do you have Do you have a, a perspective on the gunas um, representing truth? Sattva, of course. Yeah. 
sattva guna that's the evolution because a man a man who is spiritual i'll tell you an example which is very beautiful in the chandogya upanishad i think bindu if i'm wrong uh, when jabala satyakama goes to the teacher and haridruma gautama and he asked the teacher tell me the truth and haridruma gautama was an od- had an audience and he said well from where do you come what's your lineage what is your caste and all those things a personal social personal history kind of a thing you know what satyakama said uh, well i don't know i'll go and ask my mother and the mother said my dear boy your name is satyakama and i am jabala i have been working as a paricharika in many homes and i don't know to who which fa- who fathered who is your father i have served many a men and i do not know who is your father this boy goes straight to the guru and says uh, i don't know who my father is because my mother is a paricharika and therefore uh, i only know this much i am jabala's son satyakama haridruma gautama got up from his vyasapita and hugged him and said you indeed are a brahman are a brahman fit for for the truth because of brahman by definition training and temperament is one who has fidelity to truth alone is not bothered about honor but if it was a kshatriya like karna he hides his identity to get knowledge from parashurama so these there is such a thing that the caste in india or varnas in india based on guna and it's not at all like uh, your skin color or any such nonsense it is the aspiration and what we manifest so a truth is uh, in a brahmana brahmana i don't mean in the social structure it's a very corrupted structure in uh, in a brahmana what manifests that portion of the divine which manifests is tr- the commitment to truth and knowledge and that is sattva yeah that's beautiful Thank the, you. the way i see it is is this you know we use the metaphor of a flashlight and that glass mm-hmm. that you know is in between if it's dirty and foggy the light's just not going to shine and i and i see you know my reflections on truth and and my inability to abide by um the principles of truth in whatever stage of my life has always um had a direct um relationship with with the quality of of my life and how everything flows so that's why i asked about guna you know the gunas it's it really does it's there's there's a magical quality to it i i hope everyone else can relate to this in some other way but that's how i, I see think, it uh, i think one of uh, i think bindu ji can tell you but uh, i don't know where that yathol bena vrutagarbha where that you know that yet when one is in the tamasic mode in the indolent or ignorant mode then it's a bit more difficult and takes time and that's when we do all these prakriyas of cleansing the mind etc or cleansing the doors of perception let us say um and the rajasic man has different i don't know bindu ji would be able to say from the gita i it's not coming to my mind right now what this reflection polishing of this to, so that the atman shines forth very clear in this upanishad the last two mantras are very clear about polishing the mind thank you for sharing with you ji anu welcome thank you. welcome anu ah hi uh, ah thank you uh, uh something uh, like uh, bindu ji and nitya ji uh, you, you said that our 
personhood is a dependent reality could you elaborate uh, more on that hello your voice was not clear can you repeat oh, that oh okay uh, yeah. yes 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 sure um uh, 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 nitya ji and bindu bindu ji they said that our person personhood is a dependent reality so i wanted uh, 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 i was wondering if they could elaborate more on that see the dependent reality of the individuality or the person is from the baggage of our memory of what social structures or from the you know family structure which has been created we think what we are is related to what our physical body is there and our cultural upbringing as far as the behavioral patterns and things are that concerned this is related to the body that okay, okay. yeah that is what it is called the personal part part of it but we are not okay. the personal part yeah yeah and another question was like uh, mm, yeah another what was the question okay another question was like uh, um is it the last part of the um राजाधिराजा प्रसह्य साहिने नमो वयम वै श्रवणाय कूर्मे समे काम काम कामेशरो वै श्रवणो दता कुय वै श्रवणा महाराजा नम नमस्ते अस्तु भगवन्श्वराय महादेवायंबगाय त्रिपुरांधकायंकालाय कालाग्निद्रा नीलकंडा मृत्युंजयाय सर्वेराय महासदाशिवाय श्रीमन्महादेवाय नम ओ स्वस्ति प्रजाभ्य पिपालयंदेन मगेण महिमहिषा गोब्राह्मणेभ्य शुभमस्तु निोकाखिनो काले वर्ष तो पर्जन्य पृथ्वी सालिनी देशोयम क्षोभरिता ब्राह्मणस्तु निर्भया ओ शाति 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 हरि धन्यवाद